As Jimmy is driving back to New Orleans from his father and stepmother's house, he's still thinking about their conversation earlier. Fuck. I wonder who in the hell is spreading their lie. Caroline is a stripper. Fuck them. But you know what? At least it doesn't fucking matter because she knows the truth and I do too. However, this thought immediately puts him into a memory. He's in a boardroom-looking, corporate-type office setting, surrounded by a bunch of other very young men, mostly in their very early 20s. His friend, from his memory of driving in a high-end convertible, is there, standing at the head of the boardroom table, addressing the rest of the group. The core principle of paradox philosophy is that a lie doesn't matter as long as you know what the truth is. What? All of the other dudes are pretty baby-faced, very young-looking guys, and this guy is probably the youngest-looking of them all. He looks like he's maybe 18. You heard what I said. Think about it. People who believe their own lies are delusional. But if you know what the truth is, it really doesn't matter what you say, even if it's not strictly true. So you're saying the minute we stop being able to tell the difference is the minute that it matters? Exactly. You don't want to delude yourself, do you? It's important to stay clear-headed. Especially in matters of business. And what other matters are there? Everything is a business. Every relationship is in some way a transaction. If you internalize this philosophy, you can carry it over into every arena of your life. Jimmy is sitting at the table, wearing the same thinker face expression he always has when confronting heavy ideas. He does not contribute to the conversation. So you're also saying it doesn't matter what somebody says about you? Of course not. Why should someone else's opinions or thoughts ever matter to you, especially about yourself? Even if it could get you in trouble? In trouble how? Like make you look bad. To whom? Your parents? Your girlfriend? Again, to whom? What if it could get you in trouble, like, with the cops? If it's a lie, then it can be proven false in a court of law. You have nothing to worry about. Jimmy does have a question. What about your professional reputation? Anyone who would allow uninformed and unimportant viewpoints to impact their decision in business is not worthy of your business. Similarly, if you're truly worried about the opinions of your family, your girlfriend, or your wife, anyone who could discount you on the basis of hearsay can be easily disregarded. Do you want loyalty? Then only do business with people who are loyal. Jimmy's friend makes a fist, drives it with purpose onto the table. 
firmly but not hard enough to cause him any kind of pain. Jimmy takes this, raises his eyebrows, shrugs a bit, goes back to his contemplative thinker face. Are you boys or are you men? Well, this is called the Billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> Couple of the other bros giggle. Jimmy even cracks a smile. The leader of the group does not. That's only colloquial. Some of us are young in years. Some younger than others. But our spirit is that of men. Men who give no credo to the opinions of weaklings and lesser people. The other men, young men, billionaire boys in the club, all look at one another. Nod. We're kind of vibing with this. One by one, and then all of the perhaps half dozen assembled in the room end up looking at their leader, nodding. Okay, Joe. Joe smiles. It's like his face has been suddenly cracked open, the way one would see a crack appear by driving a pickaxe into a piece of marble. It doesn't completely touch his eyes. He looks directly at Jimmy. And they make prolonged eye contact. In present day, Jimmy has to slow the car and pull off to the side of the road. He sits there for a minute in his parked car. On the way out that morning, he'd encountered maybe two other vehicles, one of which had been a farm tractor. And returning in the late afternoon, early evening, he'd passed a few cars outside of New Iberia, the biggest point on the map in that area. But then he's alone on the road again, nobody else coming or going. Which is good for him, because he needs a minute. His mind is putting him into another memory. It's with the same group of bros, but a more casual setting. A club or restaurant where they're all sitting around a less business-like table. Everybody has drink glasses. A couple dudes have taken off their suit coats. Jimmy's in a t-shirt. Joe, the leader is talking to the youngest guy again. You say now that you wouldn't commit murder, but what if you walked in on somebody raping your mom? The young dude looks horrified. You'd kill him to protect her, wouldn't you? Probably. Then you would kill. Hopefully not. I'd never want to walk in on somebody raping my mom. My point is that your aversion to murder is situational, so just change your situation. You think I should get somebody to rape my mom? No. Change your mindset. Learn to want what you want, as much as you want to protect your parents, or your loved ones, or wherever that impulse comes from. And you will become unstoppable. 
young dude is still sitting there looking grossed out. Jimmy's giving this some thought. His expression is troubled. And finally, he decides to say something. I don't know, Joe. I think apart from trying to protect my parents or something totally out of left field like that, I couldn't do it. I couldn't just kill somebody. Joe gives him a prolonged icy stare. I'm surprised to hear you say that. You think I'm a killer? I've always thought you had tremendous ambition. Well, yeah, I guess, but not to the point of killing somebody. That's kind of extreme. Are you not willing to pursue your ambition to the extreme? Maybe not to that extreme. It just doesn't seem worth it. Joe sits unnervingly still and continues to icily stare. The other bros just kind of look on. The youngest one looks a little nervous, like he's watching his parents fight. But the other dudes mostly just look blank or smug. Jimmy feels uneasy, but he's still not ready to back down. I just feel like in most situations that aren't life or death like that, I'm not going to go for the nuclear option. Then you will forever hold yourself back. You will never approach the precipice of greatness. Joe shakes his head slightly like he's disappointed. I'm surprised, Carney. But I also think you could surprise yourself. Perhaps your mindset will change when you're in a situation where you truly want something badly enough. He continues to look at Jimmy intently and coldly, and Jimmy can't think of anything else to even say. <sighs> yeah, maybe. In the present, he comes back to himself, still sitting behind the wheel of his car. He reaches over, flicks on the radio, trying to distract himself. But he doesn't hit play on the CD player, so it just picks up the closest radio station. He turns the radio off again right away, closes his eyes, sits there in silence. But he does actually kind of like that song, so he turns it back on. You taught me how to lie. You never said too much, but still you showed the way. I'm watching you.
He puts the car in gear, determinedly starts driving again. Jimmy puts Cole's mixtape back on. It's more or less what one would expect. He's got something in his eye. Gotta blink it away.
wasn't something in his eye, or rather there was, his own tears. He finds a more likely, more pleasant spot to pull off again and park for a minute. He's found another boat launch. This one is unattended. There's no bait shop or anything. Just a little spot for him to pull his car into, and he's sitting on the hood, looking at the bayou, birds, clouds in the sky overhead getting himself back together. The last song is one he hadn't heard before. Or if he had, he can't place it. That must have come out when I was in prison or something. This is breaking him out of himself. He jumps off the hood of the car, gets back into the driver's seat, puts it in gear again, backs out of the boat launch parking, gets back to road speed almost immediately, and hits repeat to play the song over. He's singing along. I wish, wish I was special. special. So fucking special 
But I'm a creep I'm a widow What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here So fucking special I wish I was special But I'm a creep Oh, I'm a weirdo What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here Previously, he'd been driving straight-faced, still, not really moving a lot. Now that he's out here alone on this road, he puts his head back against the headrest, actually closes his eyes for a second, and just... (laughs) loses himself again for a minute. I don't belong. 